Hi. <laughs> I was I was like sitting back here and I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm sweating all over. And then I found out that everyone's sweating. So that's a, it's just hot. So that make, that's a load off my mind. Um, yeah, I guess, first of all, I, I just want to thank Impact Rock and thank Mark and Kara um, just for all your, your continuous support financially through prayer, um, through thoughts, through through everything. You know, I've, I've met so many people um, on my travels and so many people on just w- what I do that are, are doing the same thing that I'm doing, are, are pouring their lives out for God and, and, and living in other countries who I say, oh yeah, my church, most of my support comes from my church. And they're like, what? Most of your support comes from your church. That's crazy. Like my church maybe gives me $5. So I just want to thank you so much for, for, for believing in me enough to, to support me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess I, I just want to thank you again for, for fearing the Lord. Cause I'm not, what I'm going to talk about right now, um, it's, I, it kind of, goes along with what Mark shared last week um, and I think what he's going to share next week, just about obedience. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I say that this church has been faithful to be obedient um, in what God is saying to, to them. Um, and I, I just kind of want to start out kind of heavy, but go kind of light and then go heavy again. So <laughs> be prepared. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, so I guess I want to start out by talking about the really light topic of the fear of the Lord. You know, it's yeah, that's something God has really been been challenging me on and and talking to me about because um, it's it's a, a a word. You know, back back in the the day, I was like fear of the Lord. That means that means be scared of God. That's that's the church I grew up in. The church that, that said, um, "Hey, you're you're a sinner." You're going to hell, so hurry up and 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 believe in Jesus, and you'll and you'll go to heaven. Don't don't you want to go to heaven? And I believe that for so long that that that's what God was. God is an angry person, but no, the fear of the Lord is not scary. Um, so let's let's open up our Bibles to Isaiah 11:3. Have the uh, NLT version, but I like the NIV version better. Um, this, uh, this is talking about Jesus, obviously. Um, and it says, He will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. It strikes me so much that he says, He will delight in the fear of the Lord. Before, before getting this revelation... I did not delight in the fear of the Lord. I was like, oh, I have to believe in, I have to trust God. What He's saying, I have to, to, to be, be in awe of Him. That's He's scary, but no, it's fun. I know that's not, <laughs> that's a little bit of a, a a leap, but yeah, it's 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 on it's on God's heart to fear Him. Um, yeah. So basically, the the fear of the Lord isn't fear, isn't a scary thing. The fear of the Lord is caring more about what God thinks of you than what people think of you and what you think of yourself. Because if it was based on what I thought of myself, I would not be doing what I'm doing. I would not be be even a believer in God probably if I, if it was based on what I believed in myself. So let's go to another chapter, or another verse, or another scripture. Um, Jeremiah 17. Five and six. So these, this is what the Bible, the Old Testament, says about 
what it means to have fear of man or, or, or fear of what yourself is or, or what, um, yeah, caring more about what people think and what, and what you can do yourself than what God can do. So this is what it says. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for a future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. Yeah. Those who care about more about their image, who care more about what people think, who care, who try to see what they can do themselves, produce very little fruit, if any, if any fruit at all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but what about those who put their fear in the Lord? Who, what about those who put their, their trust in God? What does the Bible say about that? If we keep reading um, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, it says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried about long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. I love that it says they never stop producing fruit. If you put your fear in the Lord, if you if you trust God and you you say, God, I'm all yours. Use me what you will. You'll never stop producing fruit. That's a promise. Um, yeah, and I just want to say that this church has bared all. What's the word of that? Bared, born, born lots of fruit. <laughs> By obeying the Lord. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna now transition into. The fruit that you guys, as a church, have borne. Yeah, <laughs> through 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 obeying the Lord and and, and agreeing to to, to support me um, financially, to support me through prayer, and to just all around support me as as a missionary. So going to my. Yeah. One fruit, the main fruit, is now I'm working in YWAM Scotland. I'm wearing the YWAM Scotland shirt. Um, yeah, it's uh, I love YWAM. I've learned a lot about YWAM. I don't know if any of you have heard of YWAM, know what it, what it stands for. It stands for Youth of the Mission. And I'm going to kind of talk about it a little bit so you can kind of understand what it is. If you want to do the, the first picture slide, Andy. Yeah. So these these two guys, um, this is Lauren and Darlene Cunningham. They are the founders of YOM. Um, in 1960, Lauren Lauren started YOM, and he soon found met met Darlene, and they got married. And they, they it's now an international movement with uh, a presence, a Christian presence, a YOM presence in every single country in the world, even in North Korea, even in Somalia, countries that are closed. Um, but it started out with with uh, when Lauren was a young man, he he had a, a vision while he was praying of young people crashing. It, it started out as waves, and the waves were crashing on the on the shores of every con- continent in the world, and they turned into people. They turned into young people, and just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people on each shoreline, just covering the earth, 
and they were Christians, and they were there to to share the love of Jesus with with the the people. And from that vision, he he started taking people um, to to different missions or missions places like the Dominican Republic, and um, those were those were the ones he started out. And and yeah, now it's one of the biggest missions organizations in the world, if not the biggest. I really like YWAM. <laughs> so do we. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, what I've been doing is uh, I've been mostly working with DTSs. That stands for Discipleship Training School. Um, I, I don't know how many people know me from a couple years ago, um, but this church helped me go do my DTS, which is the starting point of, of all being becoming in YWAM. So if you want to become a staff member at a YWAM base, you have to do a DTS. If you want to do any of the other schools they, they provide, which there actually are a, a a, a legit university. They have university credits that you can get from doing this, but you have to do a DTS first. It start, it's about it's three months of lectures and three months of putting those lectures to, to use by going out into an international missions situation. Um, my, my, my DTS went to Turkey. Uh, well, we spent a month in, in Scotland doing, doing missions there, and then we went to Turkey for, for two months. So every every single YWAMer does a DTS and every single YWAMer has an outreach. Um, so if you if you meet someone who's like, hey, I'm a YWAMer, you can, where did you do DTS? That's something you all have in common. So DTS is cool as well. It, it really it really helps. They, they say that the, the DTS is like, I think they say it's like six years of church in six months. You grow that much in six months. Um, and, and through working with DTSs, I have been directly involved in 30... 30 plus trainees and helping them grow into personal discipleship and personal growth. So, yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, they are not, uh, the Anastasis, the Mercy Ships are no longer part of YWAM, but they are still around. They are, they still go to Africa and, and, and touch lots of people and, and heal lots of people. And it's, yeah. Actually, we have someone who, who, in YWAM Scotland who, um, used to run DTSs on the, the Mercy ships. So, oh. oh, nice. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I'll have to bring that to him. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so, yeah, but, but by the, between the, t- the end of 2011 and now, um, when I left to, to go on staff in Swam, Scotland, um, I've been to Turkey, England, and Cambodia twice. And I spent one night in China. Um, I probably won't go into that, but if you want to ask me about China, it's just a layover, but it was it was fun. I have Chinese money. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I um when I first when I first left and went to to, to Scotland, I um, was part of leading a, a team to go to Antalya, Turkey. Um, and we were part of a hundred-hour burn, um, which is I don't if you don't know what a burn is, it's Straight hours of nonstop worship and prayer to Jesus, and it's for so 100 hours straight, night, day, people were worshiping and and, and praising God. So I led a team, uh, a DTS team there, to to just sow into Turkey. Um, oh, I guess the next picture. Sorry, I this is just a, a picture I took of of D, of our DTS, a DTS I led to Cambodia, um, just with some Cambodian people. I'll talk more about Cambodia in a minute. But uh, if you want to do the next slide real quick. Oh, sorry. So this, I don't know if you can see this little red circle. That's Antalya. Um, that's where I, I led a team. It's 
This is the uh, the port city that Paul left on his first missionary journey. So it's um, pretty historical, an awesome place. And um, while I was there, I uh, I was asked to be baptized by a trainee. So if you want to do the next picture. So that's me baptizing. Um, this, I'll duck down a little bit. Yeah. This is uh this is Kyle. The um the quick quick uh the quick testimony of this this day. Um Kyle the night before was really questioning his faith. Um he he I led a team. This is very early in the DTS, so he was still very um new to to all the the good things that God is and really understanding what God's character. Um so he he asked me that night. He's like, "Why how do you even believe that God is even real? How do you know that God is even real?" And he was very just angry with God and angry with me and I was like I, I told him from my heart I say you know man God God loves you and I, and I know God is real because he I've there's fruit in my life I can see how he has sown into my life and I can see how um, I'm a different person than than I would have been without him um, and so I let I left him let him wrestle with it the next morning is like hey man I feel like God said that I need to be baptized so my first baptism I ever did was this one in the Mediterranean Sea, in the port city of where Paul probably baptized a couple people, I'm sure. <laughs> Next slide. <laughs> this is a, a picture of Cambodia. I led two different DTS teams to Cambodia. Um, one in, uh, they're both in 2012, so January 2012 to March 2012, and then. Um, December 2012 to March 2013. Um, so yeah, this is very small. You can kind of see in the bottom left corner where it is. It's Southeast Asia. So Thailand is on the left. Vietnam is on the right. Laos is right above it. And right above that is China. Um, that's Cambodia. So can you do the next picture, please? So these are some of the people that I sewed into and some of the fruit that came from my time in Cambodia. We, uh, we sewed into kids. These are, this is a local elementary school that we'd go to every day to play soccer and to just hang out with the kids and show them God's love by hanging out with them and, 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 and being a loving person to them. Not, cause in Cambodia actually there's very, they don't like when people say good things about their kids. You say, oh, you're be very beautiful, because they believe that brings a curse. In, in, in the, the Buddhist animist society, they believe that that, that is bad. They don't want the, the, evil, the evil spirits to see that they're beautiful because they might steal them away. So they're, a lot of times they're told they're not good look. They're, not, they're just average or they're, they're ugly or they're, they're not the best of what, what God has for them. So... Just just spending time with them was like, oh, we do have value, and we said we said that as much as we can, um, to say, hey, you have value. God loves you. We a lot of times we're like, hey, um, we we would tell them about the about the the Genesis story of of how God made the the earth and it says um, you were created in God's image, and we say, hey, you are created in God's image, which is beautiful. So we also next slide. We also worked with orphans. So this is a, an orphanage we worked with. Um, I w- it was really hot because we were helping out practically at this place. So I had to, to take my long sleeve shirt off because um, I, I had to cover my tattoos. But it was too hot. So this guy saw my tattoos and he w- wanted to check them out. And so that's him looking at my tattoos. And 
it was actually a Christian orphanage, so it was they they really took care. Um, the next slide is is me working on the field right before that. Um, it was a really funny story about this field. We were they wanted us to come and, and work with them, and they uh, <laughs> they wanted us to come between one and three, which is the hottest part of the day, like ten degrees above the equator in like the dry seat the dry season so it was like oh, i don't even know it was probably it was probably 100 degrees and it was like 90% humidity it was so hot and to top it all off we were plowing this field um and there's there were several red ant colonies like fi- fire ant colonies not just red ant fire ant colonies you can't see them but they're crawling all over my legs and biting me <laughs> but it was so fun i could talk about it now i was even then i was we were laughing and and this is this is what Jesus would do. He would get bit up real good. Um, so yeah, we also um, the next picture. We this is um, this is something you actually see in Cambodia a lot. This is uh, yeah, it's hard to say, but um, so there's lots of Western men who come to Cambodia for for specific purposes of I don't. I don't Say a whole lot because the kid, the kids in the room, but they they go to the specific purpose of, of of um, being with with prostitutes and um, things like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 hard. So we we, we worked with a couple um, people in Cambodia to to help combat this. Um, one one woman we worked with, um, her name is Pina. She is an amazing Cambodian woman who loves Jesus and loves prostitutes. And her her ministry is loving on them. She she opened a, a, a hair salon and she employs former prostitutes. She has about three or four right now. It's brand new. Um, and, and gives them a job so that they can get out of that life and get into a well-paying, um, well-respected job. Um, and she also she goes in the Wat Phnom area of Phnom Penh, which is a giant um, temple, um, but it's very it's well known for a place for prostitutes to hang out. That's where they hang out. They wait they wait there during the day and wait for it to become night so they can find their johns and and stuff like that. Um, and she goes out, finds people and prays for them, um, and says, "Hey, you want to come over to my sister-in-law's house?" At her sister-in-law's house, they they. Uh, they pray with them and they have like a Bible study and give them dinner and and, and just really sow into their lives. Um, and a lot of the the women have have come to Jesus through this um, and have have decided not to have abortions and have uh, just been sown into even women who have had AIDS. They're able to get them medical help and stuff like that. So it's a really they're really cool people. Um, and also another place is that we worked with is Daughters of Cambodia. Um, I don't have a picture of that, but it's uh, we really sewed into them. We actually got to help them, and we prayed for them as a ministry, and uh, we also spent a lot of time in their cafes. They have a couple of cafes. Um, they do the same thing as Pina. They they get women out of prostitution and into um, their sewing room, which they make, like, shirts. Mark is wearing a shirt. I got him from, from them. Yeah. They make shirts and, and bags and, and stuff like that so they can... Um, get out of again, get out of prostitution, and they also have a cafe, and we went all the time and supported them that way um, by drinking their coffee and eating their delicious goodies. Um, but that the thing with 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 prostitution in Cambodia is, um, 
it's these things are so important because they they are told there's an old Cambodian proverb that says men are like gold and women are like white cloth that meaning is if men can get soiled and they can get gross um, so so basically saying like you can do horrible things but you can be washed again and be pure again but women are like white cloth as in once they're soiled they're ruined forever so once they're in prostitution they're ruined forever and no one wants to give them a job no one wants to to help them so these places like daughters of cambodia and women like pina are amazing it's so amazing to see people that are actually doing something in cambodia instead of um just saying oh we need to do something but they're actually helping women <coughs> excuse me oh next picture or next photo this is Ra, spelled R-A, Ra, and his wife, Nun, and their daughter, Charat. So we worked with, uh, I, both times in Cambodia, I worked with these this couple. Um, Ra is an amazing guy. He um, came to Jesus by, um, just he was just working in, in Phnom Penh in a, um, as a waiter, and a pastor came to him and just sewed into him and loved on him. And thank you, JJ. Um, and really just gave him, brought him to Jesus by, by loving on him. So Ra did a DTS in, in Cambodia. One second. There we go. And he, um, he decided he wanted to come back to his village and, and start a youth center to help kids with English and math and just with Bible stories and, and teaching them. He has got pretty much his whole village. Every child in that village is pretty much a Christian now. They all go to his, they all go to his, uh, <laughs> they all go to his, his, uh, his like youth center. And, um, and yeah, he just sows into them. They're, they're amazing. So we helped them out practically. We taught English classes for him. Um, we got to do one-on-one teaching to the kids there. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I like those kids. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the next slide. This is another. This is another couple. This is a uh, Yumong and Nari, and I. This has been. The testimony of this couple has been the most inspirational testimony of my whole time in Cambodia. Um, we worked with them. They 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 work. Uh, they do also a youth center teaching English. They don't teach math, but they only teach English. And they have a, every Sunday evening, they have a, like a Bible study. Um, they're very, they were, they're brand new um, village that no one knows Jesus. And they're, we're like, dude, do you know any Christians here? And I love his faith. He's like, we're like, how many Christians are here? And he's like, oh, not very many yet. He's like, yet. Most people, most Christians are like, oh, there's hardly any. But he's like, he's so, has so much faith that there's going to be more, more Christians. Um, but yeah, their their vision. I guess I want to say his testimony. Sorry, the thing that inspired me so much. So much. So his Yumon came to Jesus by his brother Yui, and Yui was a just a, a normal a normal Buddhist guy. He went to Phnom Penh to work, um, and he started going to an English class run by a Bible by a Bible school. Um, and they they're like, hey, we're not. We're just going to let you know this is we're a Christian organization. We're going to talk about Jesus, but we're going to give you free English lessons. And he's like. That's okay with me. I I love Buddha. I love all this stuff, but I'm gonna go ahead and stick with uh, stick with Buddhism. But I'm gonna do this because I get free English lessons. Um, he through through just learning English and hanging out with these Christians, Yui became a Christian, 
and was so on fire for God, he went back to his, his village, converted his whole family, and started a church. Yumong, Yumong is, a, is a result of his brother Yui, his brother Yui's like, complete love of God. Um, and now Yumong and Nari have started this, this ministry because they want to do the same thing. They just want to teach English to kids and show kids their love. And they also um, sorry, go off the, um, the, the thing of, of kids not being told they're worth anything. And they do their – did you do the next slide real quick? Sorry. They, um, they do their darndest to reach all these kids and love all these kids. This is Polly. We called him Polly. His real name is like Baoling. It's really hard to say. Um, Yeah, he this is one of the kids that hangs out in their house. And they just love on him and they just yeah, it's amazing. Let me see. Oh, and I wrote one more real quick testimony. This this couple is amazing. Nari, um her dad is the pastor of a church. And so during the Khmer Rouge era, I don't know how many of you have heard of the Khmer Rouge in the 70s, um a communist government took over Cambodia, um, killed a third of the people in brutal ways, and um, it was horrible. But her uncle um, went to Thailand as a refugee, said he was a Christian. He wasn't a Christian, but he's, you, you had a better chance of going to America if you said, hey, I'm a Christian. So he said he was a Christian, went to America, found Jesus, and said, you know what? I need to go back to Cambodia and tell everyone about Jesus. He went back to Cambodia and Nari's father is the only person who believed him, and now he's the pastor of a church. And this couple, so this couple is a result of radical family love from Jesus. So, yeah, I love this couple. <coughs> and, of course, next slide. We sewed in a lot of kids. I just wanted to add that last thing because we worked mostly with kids and the kid there's not an ugly Cambodian in the world they are all cute and that's not even just saying because God says it it's just true they're all cute <coughs> so if you do the next slide it's just blank but I'll, we can do the next but um, yeah so this year and a half um, I, I, like I said I worked with the DTS so th- this is going to be fruit from from the DTS trainees the, th- the 30 plus trainees that I've been involved in. Um, so <coughs> this guy right here, this is Tanner. He's Canadian. Um, we won't hold that against him. Um, but he, before coming to DTS, he didn't want to live. Um, he had thoughts of suicide. He had thoughts that, that what's the point of even living? Um, there's no point in life. And his mom kind of kind of filled out the application for him to do DTS, and, and I'm glad she did. Um, but yeah, after DTS, Tanner is now one of the most on-fire people I've ever seen for God. He is so ready to tell everyone about Jesus, and he's so ready to just love Jesus, and he knows how much God loves him, and he doesn't have to, to have those negative thoughts anymore. So that's proud of that guy. Um, next slide. This is Melissa. Um, she <clears throat> she was on this last ETS that I just staffed. Um, she's got South African 
parents. She's American, though. They live in Ohio. Um, but she went to a Christian school, um, and she was a nominal Christian. She didn't. She, she was okay with being mundane and mediocre in her faith. Um, but she had no faith that God wanted to use her. Um, several times she said, you know, I'm just me. Why would God want to use me? Why would God um, love me enough to use me? That changed a lot on, on a DTS. When we, when we went to Cambodia, everyone went to her to get prophetic words. Everyone went to her to, to, to get amazing Holy Spirit stuff because she had the faith. God gave her the faith to see things move. And things moved with her. And now she wants to, from going to where she wanted to go to, to college, which is, college is great, but she wanted to go to college and just get a normal job. Now she wants to work with women who are in prostitution. So she wants to, to either go back to Cambodia or do it in the States and just work with people and in, in women in prostitution. Um, it's amazing. The next person, picture. This is Colin. He is at the base now on staff. Um, he is a fellow Coloradian. Coloradian? He's from Colorado Springs. Um, but before, before DTS, he was not, he was ready to give up on God. He was ready to say, you know what, God, I don't want to be a part of you anymore. I don't want to do anything for you anymore because all I have is hurt and all I have is negative feelings with you. And he decided to do his DTS to give God one more chance to see um, to see what God would do. And God did amazing things. I remember Colin after a lecture, and he would be so mad because God, he knew God was real. And he's like, I don't want to believe in God, but it's there's no denying that he's real because he met me today. And I'm so angry at, at him right now for, for, for loving on me. Um, but yeah, Colin is super on fire now. He, like, like I said, he's on staff. Um, he he's ready to to change the world, um, just just through DTS, which I firmly believe in DTS. So I'm a little biased, but um, next slide. This is my I don't want to say crown and glory. This is Jesus's crown and glory. Um, this is Kit or Kirsty. Everyone calls her Kit, um, and that is a haggis that she's holding. Um, if you don't know what a haggis is, it is the the guts of a sheep. Um, chopped up, put with oatmeal, um, and boiled in a sheep's stomach. So it's, it tastes as good as it sounds. Um, actually, I, really, I, I think haggis tastes pretty good, actually. It's, it's, it's got a good flavor. Um, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, kit is, the kit is something that I, I believe it's a prophetic word for every Scottish person in Scotland. This is my prayer and hope for every Scot that I meet. This is my hope and prayer for every Scot that I sow into. So before before DTS, um, Kit had zero self-esteem. Kit thought of herself as just not a not a good human being. This is a very common for Scottish people, though. There's there is this thing over this land that says you are worthless. You mean nothing to the world. Um, God doesn't love you. Um, but I know why. I know why. Satan sees what Scottish people can be. Satan sees what Kit is, and he's scared. He's scared of these Scottish people. He's scared to see what they are when they love Jesus, because there is such a huge missionary heritage in Scotland. 
there are so many missionaries that came from Scotland that have changed the world, and now there's a lack of them, and that's why I'm in Scotland, to get Scots out there, to get Scots to know Jesus, to get Scots to do DTS, and to get Scots to see what God is really like and want to take it out to the world and change the world, just like Kit. And actually, a quick testimony of her as well. She came to the DTS a celiac. A celiac is someone who cannot handle wheat or gluten, completely intolerant. She gets really sick eating it. She's no longer celiac. We prayed for her several times, and now she she was, yeah, yeah, thank you, God. But she was so scared to go on outreach because she was like, there's so much good things I want to try, but I'm going to have to eat just rice in Cambodia, which they've got so much good stuff, but rice, that's all I'm going to be able to eat. She was, But she was ready for it, but she was disappointed that she was have to do that. Just like a week before DTS, she was no longer celiac, and she ate pizza, and she was fine. And... <laughs> She, yeah, she loved it. Uh, now she's eating glute, gluten all the time. Um, so, yeah. Um, got a little, little bit of time left. Um, I also wanted to share a little bit of the negative fruit. So if you want to go to the next slide. This is, <laughs> this is the bad fruit from all of this. This is a squatty potty. I, I will I will uh, I will hold off on explaining how you use this when you have to use the restroom, but you can imagine what what that's like. So th- that was just a little joke that I wanted to put in there. So um, yeah, six, I've spent six months on one of those. Well, not fully, but but yeah, that's what I've had to use. So I kind of I wanted to talk a little bit about what I want to do, what I'm going to be doing next when I get to Scotland again. Um, I have talked to the leadership of, at my base, and I've decided that I'm going to lead the January DTS. So I've just staffed DTSs. Now I'm going to actually lead it. I'm going to be um, getting all the speakers. So I'm hoping to get like Shane Claiborne and and Tony Campolo and. I don't know. It's worth it. It's worth a shot to ask to see to see if they want to come. So I'm excited for this. That's what I'm be doing straight away when I get back to Scotland. Is is working on that and um, also going out to to do different ministries like um, fire starters, which helps young people and um, doing. I want to do um, just as much evangelism as I can in in Glasgow, and I also want to work with. Uh, Something we just started a ministry we just started called Healing on the Streets um, in a little place called Salt Coats. Um, it's a kind of a, a, a sketchy little town where there's stabbings every weekend, but we want to bring the glory of God. And we're going to do healing on the. It's already happening. We're doing healing on the streets. Is so basically we go into the city center, put out chairs, and say who wants to be healed, and we let them sit on the chair and we pray with them, and people are healed. Um, and they're, they're, they feel Jesus. And we do it every week so that they can come back and share their testimonies. They can come back and, and get prayer again if they haven't been healed. So it's exciting. Um, with, the, with the January DTS that I'm going to be leading, the outreach is not going to be in an international place. Um, but it'll I guess it kind of is going to be in a national place. It's going to be at the, the 2014 Commonwealth Games. Um, most Americans have never heard of the Commonwealth Games because we're not invited to the Commonwealth Games. It's uh, it's a, uh, it's basically it's the Olympics for the Commonwealth. So Australia, 
England, Scotland, South Africa, everyone that was part of the, the Commonwealth except America. Canada's invited, but we're not. Um, but yeah, that's going to be in Glasgow, so we are going to go to that, and we are going to meet, literally meet the nations in Glasgow, and we're going to love on the nations in Glasgow, and hopefully change the nations in Glasgow. Um, so I'm excited for that. And eventually, after all this, hopefully in a couple years, I want to start a YWAM base in Glasgow. There's not currently a, a base in Glasgow, and Glasgow is my heart. I don't know how many of you people heard my story of of uh, coming into Glasgow and meeting an old woman and saying, oh, I want to be a missionary here. And she's saying, oh, that's really good because we really need you. And that was when God said, Scotland is your home. And that was in Glasgow. And I've always had a heart for Glasgow. Um, it's a working class city. Um, it's, a, it's a city that really needs his love. There's this, it's, a, it's the stabbing capital of the world. So it needs Jesus because the, the, the Scots are so passionate about violence and so passionate about um, what they're passionate about. I know that may, it's kind of redundant, but they're not, they're, they don't know Jesus yet. So once they become passionate about Jesus, they're going to be doing that to the enemy. They're not going to be doing that to each other. And I'm excited for that when that happens. Amen. And I, I think my biggest heart, so there's a, the saying in Glasgow, the, 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 the city motto is, let Glasgow flourish. Um, maybe about, I forget how long ago, sorry, my facts are completely off, you can fact check me later, but uh, maybe I think like 50 years ago, Glasgow's motto used to be, let Glasgow flourish by the preaching of his word and the praising of his name. And they cut that part off now, and so now it's just let Glasgow flourish. And I am waiting for that chance to come back when it is by the praising of his name and the preaching of his word. So, Come on, Glasgow. Um, so, yeah. Transition again. Um, so, yeah. Um, that was just the fruit for my time so far. Um, and that's the fruit of me saying, Do you know what, God? I care more about what you think than what people think. I care more about um, what you want for my life than what others want for my life. Um, and also, this is the fruit from Impact Rock Church saying, we believe in you, Eric. We believe in what God is saying. We hear you, God. We want to support this guy. So let's send him out. This is the fruit from that. Um, and also, I, I think I just want to... I was going to have everyone close their eyes and say, um, th- I'm not going to do a salvation call yet, but this is a different call. This is a... If you want to stop caring about what people think and start start caring more about what God thinks and seeing the, the, the endless fruit, the fruit that never ends, I was going to say, hey, everyone, close your eyes and you can stand up. But do you know what? That's fear of man. So <laughs> if you want that, I say stand up. And don't don't um, let others – just you feel like you have to stand up because you, you feel like you have to, you know? I, I want people who, who are – legitimately want to know to, to love God more and to know that, that he is speaking to them so if you want more of that in your life of trusting him and not people yeah stand up and I want to I say a prayer over you yeah thanks nice awesome alright well if everyone bow, want to bow their head I'll, I'll just pray a blessing and a, and a this over you so yeah 
Yeah, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much um, for your your plans for, for me, your plans for this church, God. Your plans are perfect, Jesus. Your plans are are... Yeah, are, are from you, Jesus. So how can they not be anything but perfect? And you, God, you give us um, the the gifts that we want. Like you say in your word, Jesus, who, what father who's sinful gives their their son or daughter a loaf or a a rock when they want a loaf, or a, a, a I don't, yeah, or a serpent when they want a loaf of bread. Yeah, I don't remember the verse. Sorry, but yeah, God, thank you for that, Jesus, and um. Yeah, thank you for your Holy Spirit, Jesus. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you will come into every single person that's standing, every single person that wants more fruit, Lord Jesus, more fruit that praises your name and more fruit that says, do you know what? I care more about what you think of me, Lord Jesus, than what I think of myself and what others think of me, Jesus. I care more about your love than the love of of man, Jesus. So yeah, God, I, I, Holy Spirit, just come right now and, and, and fill that, Lord God. Fill that, Jesus. Fill that void of, of rejection and, and hopelessness, Lord Jesus. That, that void that says that I'm not good enough to be your, your, your kid. We are good enough to be your kids, Jesus. You have given us a spirit of adoption that we now call you Abba Father. So yes, Jesus, I pray that we will seek and press into you, Jesus. Press into what you have for us, Lord God. Because it is infinitely greater than what the world has for us. It is infinitely greater than what we have for ourselves, Jesus. Yeah, God. Thank you, Jesus. If everyone wants to take a seat but keep their eyes closed. Yeah, just if you keep your eyes closed. Um, if there's anyone here who who doesn't know what it's like to have any fruit in God or, or doesn't know what, it, what, it, what it's like to give your life fully to God and you haven't done that yet and you want to and you want to say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to be my king. If there's anyone here who wants that, yeah, I just ask you to close or open your eyes and look at me. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to um, point you out. I just want to know so we, I can pray for you and, and talk to you afterwards. Is anyone? Maybe wave your hand a little bit if you are looking at me. That's okay. One last chance. That's all right. Okay. End in prayer real quick, and then I'll give the mic back to to Mark. Yeah, God, I. I thank you so much for this church, Jesus, and I thank you so much for their willingness to listen to what you're saying. Um, Thank you so much, God, for the fruit of this, Lord Jesus. I praise your name tonight, Lord God. I don't praise, I don't blow my own whistle, and I don't blow um, the church's trumpet, God. It's all you. You're the reason that that I'm, I'm in Scotland. You're the reason this church is here. You're the reason that this church is prospering, Lord God. You're the reason that I'm prospering, Lord Jesus. Without you, Lord God, the people perish. Without your vision, Lord Jesus, the people perish. So God, I pray right now um, that you will just build up this church, Jesus. Build it, grow it, Lord God. Grow it even more. Grow it to, to, to reach out into Erie and to change this city, Lord God. Thank you so much already for what you've done in this church and what you've done in this city, Lord God. But yeah, I pray for more of that, Lord God. 
God. I, and I just pray for every single person in this church, God, during this next week, God. I pray that you will just love on them this week, bless them this week, Lord Jesus, and let them just give give little blessings that they say, oh, wow, that's God. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, that you do do that. You love to just dote on us. You love to just give us little gifts that say, hey, I love you. God, I just pray that for this week, Lord Jesus, and let them know that it's from you, God. Remind them that it's from you, Jesus. Thank you so much.